What's up, Nicola? How are you? I'm good, thank you. And yourself, Lincoln? I am doing fantastic. See that smile? I love that smile, Nicola. Just yeah, we for gotta, you. <laughs> we got to call up Colgate. We got to call up Colgate. I'll tell you, you know, it's, uh, we, need, we need some of that money. We ain't promoting you, Colgate, unless you give us some of that dough, 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 dough. Hey, uh, Nicola, how are you doing today? All is well? Life is beautiful? You're beautiful? We're beautiful? We're beautiful. All is well. Thank you. That's fantastic. Thank you, folks, for joining us and tuning in for another wonderful episode of the Lemonade Lounge, where you get your, your mind, mind, your body, body and, and your, your Demera juice flowing. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Today, we got a really interesting topic. My name is Lincoln Holness, your host, and this is your lovely... Nicola, your other host, and together we would like to squeeze, squeeze your, your lemons. lemons. But she ain't no other host. I'm the other host, okay, folks? She's the boss host. <laughs> Thank you, Lincoln. Well, yeah. Lincoln, Woman to power. <laughs> today's lemon is two influential African presidents, Robert Mugabe and Paul mm -hmm. Kagame. Mm. I wouldn't say uh, Mugabe's. Uh, he's that too influential. He's got his influence. We'll yeah. get into that. We'll get mm. into that. So let's juice your lemons and make some lemonade. Lincoln. Yeah, baby. Why did you choose these two presidents as today's lemon? Well, there is, you know, there's a few which we'll probably um, talk about, but Historically, Mugabe had, I mean, many African presidents have some history. Mandela had some, um, Selassie had some, but um, I think Mugabe was the gangster. What do you mean by Selassie? Well, Haile Selassie? Yeah, Haile Selassie. He was an empire, right? So he had some. He wasn't um, some a president, folk. though. Huh? He wasn't a president. He was an empire of Ethiopia. Emperor. From 19, okay. Yeah, from 1932. 30 or 1932, something like that, okay. to 1970 something. Okay. And he was exiled uh, when the Italian war, and we can talk about that another episode. Another, okay. okay. So, anyways, he, um, uh, the, the, the reason for Kagame's, Kagame today is a gangster president, and I love him, right? Is, 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 he's really, I mean, I think Mugafuli is also, I don't know if his name is Robert, but Mugafuli is also to the Tanzanian. President, he's also gangster, but not like Kagame. Kagame is gangster, gangster style, and uh, and I think Mugabe was gangster as well because he's a warrior, right? You know, and he he literally took, and uh, this is what I respect about him. He mm -hmm. literally took Zimbabwe, which was Rhodesia back then, right? He literally took it back from the from the British took it, right? Um, so, which I like that gangsterness because the only way we can claim things. And, uh, you know, at first he was for his people. He, 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 he was, um, you know, I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but I think the, the, the danger with Mugabe is he was treading, you know, was playing with the Russians, the Chinese, the North Koreans, the Cubans, while the British and the and the, the Americans, right? So he's, he's really treading the thin line between both trying to, I think he was playing both sides, 
Mm-hmm. You know, he, he can't get something from one ego to the other, basically, you know. But isn't that what they normally do as politicians? Yeah, yeah but one day, is, one day he's playing, you know, socialism, right? Like a Marxist. And the next day he's playing capitalism, <laughs> you know, which is like Trump today, right? Which one is what presidents do. Yeah, yeah. But, but when, you, when you do that and you're doing that to um, people like, you know, the U.S. and the Europeans, um, you, you tend to you tend to take a beating because remember this is happening during the Cold War, right? In mm-hmm. the 70s, um, when Russia and American relationship was still, you know, like ah, you know, in the in the 80s, right? When their relationship weren't good on China and American mm-hmm. relationship weren't good, right? So the, these are the, this, the these these wasn't the best times to be playing these type of games. And they paid the price for it, of course. But know. there were some good things about him. Tons of good things about him. Well, let's focus on the good things that he did. Yeah, uh, you still can't ignore, you know, it's like, uh, it's like uh, uh, I'm into facts. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you're, if you did garbage to your people, you, you really got to own it up. Yes. You, you still can't ignore the fact that he was in power for 37 years and didn't do much for his people, you know, literally after a while run the country into the ground. So you can't ignore those things, just yeah. like you can't pass as powerful and as great Selassie was, you still can't pass the facts that he allowed 80,000 Ethiopians to starve to death. You, you still, you know, as great China, Ching Ching Chi, whatever it was, you still can't pass the fact that in the 1950s, he allowed 40 million of his people to starve to death. You, you still, yeah. no, no matter what they do, the greatness, you still got to speak facts, right? See, that, that's, that's why one of my questions was like, I wanted to contrast them, right? So a contrast, mm. like, how do their views differ? Because right now, I know that you love Paul, right? <laughs> you really, really love him and everything. Because Kagami is gangster. Yeah. You know, you tell French, you tell France, hey, shove it. We don't need you. And, and this is the reason why. I mean, he's in power for, three, for, three, for three terms so far, and he's not sure about the fourth one, but, but he's doing a great job. So why leave? You know, he's, he's set the precedence. Rwanda is the cleanest country um, next to Singapore in the world today, right? It's the cleanest African country. It's becoming one of the most developed, right? They have, they have 70 or 80% of the rare earth um, ori um, that makes cell phones and all of these things. And the guy, he's, he's literally, the, the, I think he's the modern gangster, you know, of, uh, or maybe not so much the modern version of Mugabe, but some of his concepts, I like how he, because Mugabe was one of those guys who said, it is not right for for the, the farming population, the white farming population of Zimbabwe have 39% of the land of Zimbabwe, while the black um, natives have a small percentage where millions of them have to congregate and run over each other. So that's not right. That's not cool. How could they come invade our country and have 30, hold 39% of the land when the people, rightful owners of the country, can't even put rice on the table and living on top of each other? That didn't make sense, right? So I think Mugabe was gangster in that by, by saying, no, we got, we got to take this stuff back. <laughs> they took it from us. We got to take it back. 
Okay, so th those are the things that I was talking about because you were telling me about it, right? How he basically looked at the country and said, you know, these, th these things were taken from us during colonialism. We need to yeah. get them back. Yeah. And, and that, that would have been the good things that he did. Yeah. Trying to get things back. But I just remember when I was younger, just all hearing about Africa all the time and hearing about how they always wanted to overthrow him and how mm -hmm. he was the worst president. He wasn't for the people. He was not looking out for them. And it was just always war, 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 and more war. Yeah, because the, the West have to, have, to, have to preach propaganda, right? The same thing they do about North Korea, the same thing they do with Cuba, the same thing they do with, with China and Russia, the same thing. If you're not with the West, it's like you're against them. So what they do is that they come together and they corrupt you. If you really think about it, is that the, the, the white population is the, the European and the European-American population, Euro-Australian, Euro Euro-South African populations. They're the smallest of all the races. They're one of the smallest. The black populations, the African populations, and it's probably nearing one and a half billion. If not, that's the amount they know of. The Chinese, one and a half billion, maybe two billion. That's what they know of. The Indian, the same thing, one and a half billion. So you can go through the different races. I mean, you count the, the white race, they're, only like, they're under a billion, right? So they're the smallest of all the races, but they want to, to have world dominance and be the mother and father of the, of the universe, of this world. But, it, but things doesn't work that way. And this is why we always have conflicts, because they want to run everyone over and feel power. And this, is, this was part of the issue in Africa. Um, this, you know, this started in South, South Africa when, when the British um, you know, find that there was, was wealth in South Africa, when, when the Dutch was there in the 1600s and da 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 da, da and all of these things. They find the wealth. This is you what know, happened. They did find the wealth, but I, reduced, I just remember in the news growing up, we heard about the violence about the Hutus and the Tutsis fighting against each other. And that those are, yeah, but these were all news to um, distractions. These are foolishness. Um, when it comes to fighting the whites, they were fighting the whites together in the same army. When Mugabe took over, when Mugabe took over, because you know Zimbabwe is right down there above mm -hmm. South Africa, right? They're not, they're not far. Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Namibia, Zambia, all of them mm -hmm. is around there, right? Um, you looking at the map? You need to check it out. Okay. Um, know your know your African geography and history. Learn it. Um, I am learning. You're and you're a great teacher. You're the one that's been teaching me, educating me, Dr. Arakana. I never knew of her before, yeah. right? And then Marcus Garvey, well, I knew about him, but his relation to Africa, like I didn't know a lot of that stuff. Now, yeah, yeah, and you have um, the, the ones you used to look at. What's interesting about this is as I'm learning and as I'm researching, I'm trying to find ways. I know you mentioned investing in Africa. That's where we should be doing, where we should be putting our money with the diaspora. But I'm also interested in um, trading online, online mm -hmm. trading, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just telling me about all these natural resources. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that I'm putting the money in, but my money into. But the sad thing is, 
a lot of these things are owned by white companies. Yeah, they're owned by Western companies because what they had, they had these these contracts when it was being run by the the West, right? Yeah. And when the British and the Europeans was running Africa, these companies, this is when they're in there. Um, there was there was um, one guy that got almost all the resources of South Africa. One guy, and um, and and Zimbabwe, right? They're nearing, I mean, nearing all of the southern Africa, he. The, the Queen of England literally said, okay, this all belongs to you. Well, you know, uh, the Queen of you know? England even owns the, the land that my house is on. We don't really own it because she owns all the land here too, right? Yeah, yeah. she does. She does. We don't own it. If she wanted it back, she could just kick us out and get the land back because that's the kind of power she has. Yeah. I don't, they're the criminals. Let's, that's a different topic for a different story. They're criminals. Yeah. So we, we'll continue mm -hmm. down this path because uh, it is amazing how these, these criminals get away with these activities, but yet they want to call everyone else criminals when their crimes are 10,000 times much bigger than everybody else's, but everyone else is the criminal except them. <laughs> you know, till today, nobody is in jail who have slaughtered upwards of 15 to 20 million um, uh, uh, Congolese, right, from Leopoldis. Nobody, nobody from slavery has gone to prison. The people who murdered Emmett Till walk, you know. So we talk about criminals. We can go on for, for hundreds of years on this topic. They're the biggest criminals, but they, yet they want to paint everyone else as criminals, and they're the gods of the universe. Hell no. <laughs> you know, so... The, the key is, the point is that um, Mugabe has done some stuff. He has fought for his country and um, he went to prison, right, for, for 12 or 13 years mm -hmm. for his country, right? Um, so he's done quite a bit. And when Mugabe took over, when Mugabe took over, he was really doing some great things. And he brought both tribes, two different types mm -hmm. there, of tribes together in parliament. He didn't just say, because 75% of the, the, the country is the tribe where Mugabe from. That's why yeah. he won the election. But he did not say, okay, forget about the other 25% the other of the country population. No, he ever, so they were working together. He was doing the right thing to build it. At the beginning. Yeah, well, you know, for many, many years, it just, it just that it, they're, they're constantly being sabotaged. As a matter of fact, when Mugabe first took over, the British refused um, to, because he asked, he requested training for two years for his government, because they don't know how to run government. Mm -hmm. And so he requested training for two years from the, from the, from the previous government, which is the British. And they refused them. They said no. So, so they were they were they were behind the eight the eight ball at the beginning. It was on the job training for them, right? So this is what. The, but yet the British that still want to own the resources of the land and still want to own the land, right? Mm -hmm. But that because they want what they want them to do is to fail. Basically, they want Mugabe to fail, right? So they refused it. So they were, they were really um, at a loss to begin with. 
I mean, think about it. 39% of the land is owned by the white farmers. What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> and that's their top, one of their top exports, right? Farming. So guess what? These guys are all wealthy. While, and, and none of those land were purchased. They were taken at gunpoint. Yeah. So when Mugabe start taking it back, uh, suddenly Mugabe becomes the bad guy. Yeah. And so what they do is that they do what the, the, what um, Dr. Arikana talked about with the French does. They go behind their back. They try to assassinate him with, by get his own people to assassinate him. So they pay these, these coups, right? Just like what's taking place right now. I, I swear to you, I, I promise you that um, the violence that is taking place in America right now, Trump is paying um, people to do this violence. I promise you that this is the government doing Why, Donald Trump? It's, Why? No, no, no. They're no, talking no, no. about no. Africa. Let's not no, talk no, about no, Donald Trump. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about the, the thinking of white people. When, they, when you're winning, when they're not winning, they find a way to make you lose. And they try to turn your people against you and they use money. And because they have a lot of it, money and guns, it is easy for them to convince people to do that. So what they do, they did the same thing with the 62 coups that happened in, in Africa in the last 60 years, okay? They go behind, they, they, they take the presidents out that they, that's not doing their bids and go behind and use coup to do it and then put, install the presidents that will do their dirty work for them. This is how they operate. They don't care about the people of the country. So the people of the country is always suffering. So my point is that Mugabe was, um, was um, Mugabe and his team was behind the eight ball um, to begin with. So that was a struggle to start with. They had no resources. Um, when, they, when, the, when, the, when they exchanged government, the, the, the other government took everything, right? It didn't do the training. Whatever was in place is what they had to, to work with. And so he had to go around the world begging money, literally begging for money. You know, and they, had, and they had all these resources. So until he learned, he goes, well, it's, it's, it's a war that got me this position. I had to fight to get our country back, right? It, it, Zimbabwe was Rhodesia before, right? It was named Rhodesia by, I looked it up, Cecil Rhodes, right? He was um, like the one who tasked to build the British Empire. So that's why he got so much of South Africa and all the resources and all that stuff, right? So Mugabe is the one who changed the name to Zimbabwe. Um, uh, and yeah. it's named after something special in 1980, 79 or 1980. Mm -hmm. That's how Zimbabwe became Zimbabwe, right? And before Rhodesia, it was uh, uh, African name. I forgot the African name before Rhodesia, right? But, um, but the, the, the point, the point is that is these guys had to fought. And when, when, when Mugabe realized that, hey, it's war that got me here. If I didn't fight in a war, they wouldn't have any respect for us. I wouldn't be in the position that I am. So you know what? I got I to gotta demonstrate my strength again through violence, basically, right? So that's what he did with, um, uh, by, by aggression, by taking back the farms and doing all these things that he was doing and said, no, these things got to be done to help, to help out. So you got to get aggressive. And of course, the whites, the whites start to feel like they're being 
um, racist against. <laughs> All right, so I just looked it up. So it was called the Southern Rhodesia. Uh, yeah. And before that, it was just called Rhodesia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was 1898 and 1965. Yeah. I, I'm troubled about a lot of things. Um, and I'm now learning about colonization, which I, I, I can tell you have been ignorant to a lot of these things. And it hurts when you, when you mention how they just came and took the land. That hurts. That hurts. I know you've always said we need to take our guns up and we need to fight. I don't know if taking up our guns and fighting is the way to do it, but we need to be able to um, get our land back. We need to be able to take the country and run the country. However, there are people there that are Caucasians. They've been raised there. This is their home. This is their land. As I mentioned to you before, where my daughter is from, she's from South Africa. And she, well, she's no longer my daughter. She's retired now. And she was a warm, beautiful lady inside and out. Not just because she was my doctor. We've had many conversations. She was my doctor for 36 years, a very long time. So I got to know her pretty well. And I see that there's some really, really good people in Africa, Caucasian people. They're not all bad. So I have, I have such a hard time with it because I know that they're bad people and I know that they're good people. And I'm the person that wants everybody to get along and everyone to benefit. But no, even though I want that, that just won't happen because of the history, which is really, really, really hard. Like I, I want the way white people are successful in Africa I want black people to have the same kind of success. Everywhere, not just Africa, everywhere. I know, but we're speaking directly right now about Africa. No, I'm, we're talking about Africans, not Africa. Okay. I, I think Africa. you're mistaken here. Okay. We're talking about the African race across the world. The, the poverty, the level of poverty that is infected the African race across the world is caused solely by colonialism. And it is disgusting. And it's, it's amazing you say this because this is where black people always, what they always say, why can't we all get along? Well, the whites didn't say that when they're shoving a gun in our face and murdering and raping and pillaging our communities and killing our mothers and fathers and forefathers and their children. They didn't say that when they were moving the Africans off their land. I cried the other day. I cried, I was crying, you know why? Because um, I saw a picture from 1940 something, where it was in the 1900s, where the, 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 the mother was, those two pictures. One was with the mother um, washing clothes in a, in a, in a, in a, with a building behind her built out of uh, zinc. 
and looks rat infested and just so bad. And her daughter was sitting on the side, just playing whatever. And the, the caption underneath reads that this mother and her children was chased out of their house and off their land. And this is where they are today, just trying to survive. So where were they today? Where, where, where are they? I don't know where they are now, but this was in the 1950s. Oh. And also, and there was another picture that I saw where two little girls, two little girls scavenging, black girls, in the garbage. They can't be more than seven and five years old. They remind me of my two daughters. Scavenging in the garbage in the 50s, trying to find whatever. And that's what the caption also said. It says, this, these little girls' families was chased off their land. And um, this is how they're living today. It, it is, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a group of people in a, in a community in Africa today that is fighting um, to get their land back in court. Um, the guy's old, the guy's in his 60s or 70s, he's in the 70s right now, or late 70s. Right? He said his grandparents or his great-grandparents and many of the people around there owned all this land. They're, the land belonged to them. The whites came, moved them off the land. He said he, was, he remembered when he was a little boy playing on these things and, and this was his grandmother's land and that the whites came and moved. He's living in a little shack today with, a, he's a farmer with a little bit of land around him. And he said, that's where they moved his family. And he ended up, they ended up there and that's what he's got today. Now, when they're doing that, when they're doing that, do you think they, they thought that, well, um, you know, these are human beings too. Maybe we should treat them and their no, children no, no. a little bit it's, better. It's, very, it's heart wrenching. Why really can't we get along and all of that? You know, I have no sympathy because they had none for us and they have none for us today. You can't, now you talk about they're not all bad. I'm gonna interrupt you Hold because- Hold on, let me, let me finish mm -hmm. this thought. That you talk about they're not all bad. I understand that. But do they walk around with a sign saying, I'm the good one? Who do you, how do you know? How do you differentiate? We can't. We don't know. They, I'm just like how all of them, I, if, you, if you look at the, how they treat black people, the 99% of them, when they see you, they look at you as all bad. They paint you as all bad. So until maybe they talk to you or they eventually befriend you, they rarely get close to you. But later on, but it's the same thing with us. In order for us to f know that they're not all bad, we got to, you know, it's, it's, we got to paint them as all bad to begin with. You got to be cautious. I, I, I have a hard time doing that. And I, mm -hmm. I, this is just me educating myself because that's just how I was raised. This is how I was taught. I was educated this way. As you talk about this, it's, it's, it's not just South Africa, like, or Africa in general. Like here in Canada, we have the indigenous people. We took away their land. I say we, which it's not part of me. I say we because I live here in Canada. And I know how it is for them. Like I, I've, I've been to the reserves, I've driven by, I've seen how poor these people live. And it's sad. It is so, 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 so sad. 
and you know they have no taxes on alcohol so they get drunk they drink it's it's really sad but it's the same thing that the governments they've, they've taken away their livelihood they've taken away everything from them their land and everything very similar to what's happening in africa and well everything is purposely planned right if you if you think of everything is planned everything yeah. is planned 100 everything is planned i'm going to tell you a story i don't know if i told you this so when I was younger, when I was in school, we, um, at our school, we decided to adopt a child in Africa. I don't remember where in Africa. Um, you know, you'd see the commercials, right? So mm -hmm. help this child, help this family. So we adopted the child and this was at school. Um, it was something we did with the student council. Mm -hmm. or the student, uh, yeah. So we raised money and we would send money to this family every single month. And um, they supposedly the child wrote us a letter, sent it to us and said, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> my um, a relative of mine, I also did the same thing. When I went to her house, guess what? She had the same picture of the child. <laughs> she had the same letter. Uh -huh. I was like, what on earth? We thought that it was just us. We didn't yeah. realize that everybody adopts the same child, Lincoln. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. It's so all a gimmick, a right? It's all a trick. And then this happened around eight years ago in my current house. We were getting something done for the house. We hired this company and one of the men working on the house was from Africa. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, we had a conversation. I don't know how it came up. And he says, don't take, don't, do not donate to any of these charities in Africa. And I was like, why are you telling me this? Mm. He says, I'm from there, forgot where he's from. And he says, let me tell you what they did. They come to our village. Because on TV, you see the kids poor. Because they're not all poor. No. They're not all sick. No. They come to our village. And what they say is, come, we'll give you some money. We'll give you $5 American, which is a lot of money. What we need you to do is take off your clothes. We need you to act poor. And they tell the kids what they want to do. And the families let them go do it. Mm -hmm. And they film these commercials. I'm like, I don't believe you. He goes, I'm from there. I'm telling you this. It's a gimmick. Don't mm -hmm. do it. Don't send your money. He says, there are certain areas in Africa that's poor, but Africa is not poor. He goes, the people there are not poor. They're, They're not. not poor. Mm -mm. They're not poor. They're not and poor. I had a hard time believing it because I see the commercials. I uh, see the commercials, buy a goat for this family at mm -hmm. Christmas time. You know, they need you know, buy a goat so they have milk and all of that stuff. And it's heart-wrenching because I don't know what to believe unless I go there. Well, they're playing up on your emotions, right? And if you look at all the things that they show about Africa, places like Jamaica, anywhere they call third world countries, they go and they show the worst and the worst parts possible they can find. That's what they look for. You know, um, I, I was asked in, in the 90s when I first moved to California, if we live in huts in Jamaica, yeah, you guys live in huts because what they see on TV is what they think we live in, right? And is, it was, and I it's just I have never a small, seen a hut in Jamaica. 
never really seen a hut. And it's I've never small... seen a hut. However, yeah. at the we tourist built... sites, yeah. we went to this restaurant a few years ago in Jamaica, mm -hmm. and there were huts, and I took lots of pictures because I've never seen that before. They did the huts, but it's a tourist site, so they do it for tourists. Yeah, it was but there's really some huts. expensive, and it was really yeah. nice. And it was along the beach. It was a nice restaurant. Really, really mm -hmm. nice. Enjoyed yeah. it. But other mm -hmm. than that, I've never seen any huts. Yeah. The, the, yeah. They actually asked me if I, if I was, used to live in a hut in Jamaica and go hunting. Because how they see, how they, how they show them on TV is, is what they know, right? What they see. So they don't know any better. So they come in to take the worst part. Um, this is what they do. So they play up on your emotions for you to send them money. If they don't get your emotions, you're going to send them the money. And um, so this is what they do. But Africa is a, is a very rich land. You know, if you look at the Conga today, the Conga could, um, they're working on this right now, which is nice. Um, the Conga River alone, I think in the next five years, is going to be able to supply uh, 70 or 80% of Africa with electricity. You know, so, so that's going to be good for the Conga. Uh, Kagame is doing a phenomenal job because he's, He's, he's controlling the rare earth um, right now. I think they're up to 50 or 60% control of the rare earth um, in, that they're producing. They have about 70% of the world's rare earth, which you won't have, wouldn't have a cell phone or a computer without that, right? So, okay, and they so control. you said the rare earth, what is that? The rare earth, it's, uh, it's an ori, right? Um, mm. Some kind of mineral. Um, that, you know, that helps you with your cell phone. So without, without places like this, um, you wouldn't have your cell phone. What, it's a, I forgot the name of the rare earth. I'd have to Google it. Um, but it's an ori, right? Um, uh, which uh, 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 they use to create, um, like I said, cell phones and all these things. So they are, they are, using that money for good. And if you look at Rwanda today, Rwanda is developing at a pace like there's no tomorrow. Like I said, it's, it's the cleanest African country. It's, it's ranked as clean as Singapore and development is going, yeah, and it's, um, and it's probably uh, gonna be the cleanest country in the world. Kogami um, went to start cleaning up the streets himself. He used to have cleaning desks, they still do cleaning days and he would physically like go out yeah he would physically be a part of it so come on folks we're going to clean our country up right and this is where it's at today so this is just a, now it's just a habit we got to keep mm -hmm. our stuff clean and this is what we need to do in our communities and in our all the other countries and i think that he's inspiring other african leaders you know mugafuli is a, is another one um there are some great african um, leaders, up and coming leaders. There's, a, uh, I think, there's a new uh, one of them just had their first new woman president, right? Which is mm -hmm. really awesome. Um, so there's there's a lot of changes that is taking place. France is um, is, is uh, letting go of his 17 um, dominating countries that he's been dominating in Africa, mm -hmm. um, freeing up billions and billions of dollars. So so so. These guys have inspired. I think we should all leaders. be on the back of France to get them out of there and to get them to to um, let go of everything and give Africa back its money. 
Absolutely. And they're under tremendous pressure, pressure. for yeah. that now. And, and for Haiti as well. They're under pressure to, to, to give Haiti back the money. And the British, the, the, all the white countries that has been that has colonized the world under a tremendous amount of pressure today um, by the world to do right. Yeah. Um, if you look at Belgium, Leopold's statue just got torn down yeah. in Belgium. Okay, they are, they are not sitting pretty there. All these there. statues are getting torn down now. Yeah, if you, if you look at all the Brit British, um, the Caribbean now is on the case of Britain. They've been on the case, but they're just, they're ramping it up for, re for, um, for paying, um, for repatriation, right? Uh, because the slaveholders got, you know, 20 million and, and, and 20 million pounds back in the day to, you know, when, when slavery was abolished, the slaves got nothing. So, uh -huh. so they owed Jamaicans billions of dollars, the Caribbeans that they, that they colonized, mm. billions of dollars, right? Um, so if you look at all of these different things that is taking place right now, the movement mm -hmm. is that all of these European colonizers are gonna go right back to where they were, their own country, be their own country and leave everybody else alone and they have to pay dividends or they're gonna have to pay otherwise, right? Because the world is not gonna sit back and, um, and take it anymore. And Africa is not sitting back and taking it. No, not at you all. Know, not anymore, good. not anymore. And I'm glad about um, Dr. Arikana um, with her loud voice. I'm oh yes, glad definitely. I'm, I am very happy with Kagami is telling France and the rest of the world that we don't need any of you. We have our own resources. As a matter of fact, you need us. <laughs> we don't need you. So go over there and count something. I'm glad he's doing, and he's doing it very eloquently and in front of from all the nations. He's, he's telling the Chinese, we don't need the Chinese. We'll work with you, but we don't need you, right? So they're, they're Africans, in other words, African leaders today are growing balls to stand up. You know, one of the, one of the things that always take place is that any European leader, any white leader could come in and congregate all the Africans um, together, right? All the African presidents and have a summit. Mm -hmm. There's no African president can go to Europe and congregate all the white leaders and have a summit. That's true. Right? So like these are things like I actually never took the time to think about, but that's a very know, valid point. Yeah, they, 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 the China, China come to, 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 to Africa. Right, and they pull all the kids out of school for an hour or two, and have then Chinese flags waving. If an African president go to China, China don't pull all the kids out of school and have the African flag waving. So what kind of nonsense is this? All the African this? presidents need to get together. Yeah, they, need they to do. Get together. They need to start talking, and they need to pull the country together. The problem is everybody always wants to be Westernized. That is the problem. Yeah, well, yeah, the thing about it is that they act as if they are um, incompetent and they are afraid. Um, when in essence, you know, when you have the power, uh, you know, in, 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 in Superman, when Superman had his power, didn't realize he had all this power. When he find that he could, he had all this power, he's like, holy, I could do all of this. You know, same thing with Spider-Man. I could and Spider-Man got the power. He's like, oh my God, I could do all of this, right? You know, the, the same thing in Africa, they had the power, um, but I think they're slowly discovering it right now, right? They, they have all have the power. power. When all you really think about it, this yeah. continent, they just, all of them just 
should get together, have a forum, and discuss every single thing. And, and that's what they're doing right now. That's why the African Union was formed and launched, mm -hmm. I think, July this year. It's launched. It's uh, official, oh, right? Okay. So, so they're, they're, they're finding their they're power slowly. Yeah. And that's why Eric, Dr. Arakana is so powerful. Her voice is so powerful because she's talking about unity. Her thing is unite, unite as one. We need unity. Right yeah. now we're separated. And Malema, I think Joseph Malema is the same thing. He said, unity, unity, unity. We're one Africa, one people, one Africans. And we must act as that. And I love Malema because he's a gangster. Although, you know, they all are going to take a little something. All of them are gangsters for you, Lincoln. No, no. The, the gangster ones are the ones who represent the X attitude, right? Mm -hmm. And I like that. You know, they, they, they don't represent the Mandela, the pacifying attitude, because the, the Mandela was brought in as a pacifier. You know, the, 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 Mal, the, the, the Luther King was brought in as a pacifier. So when Mugabe step up, you know, saying, well, we're going to take the land back, what do they do? The West just hover on him and say, no, 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 that can't happen. And da, 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 da. And you know, a lot of people is leaving, a lot of the white people is leaving Zimbabwe. They still is, still are today. Some of them are coming back after they, they hosted Mugabe in, in, in 2017. He stepped down and had to, mm -hmm. and, um, and then he died, right? And um, so now a lot of them are coming back, trying to reclaim their yeah. farm again. And the, the worst thing about it is that uh, blacks are so, um, plantationized they're so colonized that they're celebrating the return of these white farmers <laughs> Lincoln, the thing is they don't know any better That's this is my thing. point this is my it's point just, uh... yeah they need to be educated and this you know we are we are in the west are are are, are colonized mentally and plantationized still it's just that we're not as like they are right we're a little bit farther ahead we're a little bit farther ahead in the decolonizing of the mind than they are, you know? They're just at the starting gate, right? You know, we, we've, been, we've been at this for a little bit. So the thing about it is, but the majority of us here still are. If you really think about it, we are the richest blacks in the world, right? In, in a country that produces nothing, basically, right? You know, if you think of... Um, what does America have? I never even thought about that. Yeah, never thought about know, that. Yeah, but, but yet the continent that, I, that house over a billion block, blacks is the richest continent in the world yeah. but it housed the poorest blacks on the planet. How do you By the it? way, by the way, <laughs> the name of that was, it's called Colton. Colton. Yes, Colton. The, the rare ori, the rare earth, right? In, in Rwanda? Well, I looked it up, right? And then it was just saying that um, in the Congo, these are the, um, these are the world's uh, significant productions, cobalt, mm -hmm. copper, diamond, titanium, and gold. And then it goes to talk about cobalt. Cobalt mm -hmm. is um, part of titanium, right? Mm. But, and then it talks about how they use Colton in mobile phones and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that you were talking about. So yeah, I didn't gonna, know the name. Yeah, yeah I didn't I'm going to actually re name. Yeah. research Colton now. Yeah. Because it, um, it talks about why is Colton so valuable, right? And it is a very valuable metal. So now that I see this, I'm going to research it and see if this is a metal that I could invest in. Yeah, that's a good point. But not only this, though, is that 
if you really think about it, this uh, people who are listening to this, this podcast need to, whether you're black or white, by the way, mm. I'm not, I'm not racist. I can't be my family or white in my family. They're racist against us, but you know, that's a different story. Yes. But, Lincoln um, is biracial, black and white, but he's yeah, just but, talking about all the negative things that he sees, all the hardships that black people hardship. are going through. Yeah, yeah, we faced it too. Doesn't matter if you're black or white because you're considered mm -hmm. black, right? So it's um, so anyone who's listening to this, you, you've got to understand the history of where we're coming from and what we hold and what we have today. And because all of those things was taken from us by gunpoint, even when we're fighting them, fighting to get them back, they murdered us in the, in the hundreds of thousands or the millions and then turn us against each other. So you, you got to understand the, the, where it is and where the root is of this issue and the root need to be dug out of the tree. The root, of, you got to kill the root of the tree in order for us to replant um, a new tree, right? And grow new branches. So anyone who's listening to this, um, invest in Africa, invest in black countries because we need your money. We need your money. America doesn't need your money. I think America, you, you need to be telling the diaspora that this they is everybody. Need to invest. This is including the diaspora, but I'm talking black and white. And put your money in country. We need your money. So send it there. America is spending your money on, 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 on F-35. They just spent $400 billion on F-35 planes that cost $100 million each. Okay? So, you don't know why, can't, why we're doing that while you have people homeless on the streets. Because it doesn't America make is all sense about today. for wars. We, we know yeah. that. They're just for wars. So, Lots please, wars. your tax money could, uh, um, your money could go much farther in our country. You could reap better rewards. Um, so invest outside of America, invest outside of Canada, invest in Jamaica, the Caribbean, invest in Africa. These are the rising stars of today. So send your money there and invest there, especially the diaspora. If you want to get wealthy, your $10 here is probably $100 there. Okay? So your $10, your $10 here will go much farther in Africa than it's going here. So put your money there. You don't have to put a whole lot. You could put a hundred bucks a month. <laughs> you know. a month is a lot for some people. You put 50 a month. Yes, but uh, cut your cable bills and build wealth for your next generation. You don't need cable. I don't have cable. I don't have cable. You don't need cable. Cable is too expensive anyways, right? So yeah, use your head. Use your head. So that's what it is. You know, my, my sister, real quick here, my sister um, is one of those who get the cheapest cell phone plan, right? And she don't have any data on her cell phone. She said, you know what I do, Lincoln? I use the data at work. I don't need data when I'm on the road. I use data when I go home. Why do I need to pay data? You know, it's all of this is free money for me. I'm giving away. So you know what? I take that money and I put it to good use, right? So these are, we can find a way, but in other words, if we yeah, there are always operate. ways to cut back. And yeah, ways. and use and you could build wealth for your next generation with that money because you're giving that money to somebody else. So use it to build wealth for your children and build wealth for your children's children. Start something. Start the changes. You know, the the butterfly, the the the, the, the caterpillar didn't become a butterfly overnight, right? That beautiful butterfly was in the making for probably five or ten years, right? So start creating your beautiful butterfly today, in other words, okay? And you didn't have your child 
You didn't just say pregnant yesterday, have your child today. That beautiful child have to be, go through a creation process for, for nine months. Okay. So start those things, start building, start with patience, a little bit, step at a time. Yeah. So that's my two cents and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right, Lincoln, what's one point that you would like your audience to take away about each president? One positive thing. Well, there's, there's one big point I'd like them to, to take away from, from all of it is that when you hear anything negative about anyone or anything, don't just take it from face value because understand that if you're hearing it, the people who are telling you these negative things, they have a reason, okay? And especially if it's coming from the news or a politician, they have a very good reason, okay? It's the way the news make their money by telling you negative garbage and telling you, tell you slightly tell you the truth. So they make their money, they gotta keep you interested. This is how politicians earn their living also. So if it's coming from those people, be very cautious, go search for yourself. Okay, go do your own research. So the negative stereotypes they have about Mugabe and, and um, Gaddafi and all of these people, um, don't buy into this garbage, go do your research. There's a whole lot of good that these people have done, okay? So that's number one. Number two, um, if you want to look at um, examples of what is really taking place in Africa today, the movement, and um, go to Paul Kagame uh, from Rwanda. Google um, PLO Lumumba, Professor PLO Lumumba. Okay. Um, uh, I know Joseph, about him. Yeah, Joseph Malema. Um, uh, look at these guys, Dr. Arikana. Okay, these are people that you need to be looking into. And, um, and look at, at West Africa today. Uh, look, even looking at down to the south, southern part of Africa in Zimbabwe, Namibia, Zambia, and all these regions. They are, um, uh, they are ripe for the taking. When I said for the taking, for investments. They need your money, put your money there, but they're growing. You're not gonna stop them. They're not gonna be colonized again a second time around Chinese. It's not gonna colonize them. So don't listen to the propaganda, okay? Lincoln, These people are not stupid. The, the, take away, take those things away. The Chinese government has already taken over the world. Like last time I was in Jamaica, a lot of Chinese people were out there. What were they doing? They were building the new highway. And when we went out and we were coming home late at night, guess what? They were still working on the highway. It's like they worked 24 seven. <laughs> On the yeah. highway. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. The, the, the Chinese government is strategically doing their thing for- You're taking over the um, world. For purposes, but they're, they're not- looking gonna, at places they, that they, they realize. Yeah. They, they, the resources that they want, they're doing that strategically. But yeah. ever, the, the world is, excuse me, the world has got wind of it and put a break on it. Africans, no, it's because- it's because all these countries wanted loans and they couldn't get the loans. So well, yeah. China was willing to give them the money. To give them the money, right? Yeah. But, they're, but they're putting the brakes on it. They're understanding um, that this is not the way to go. Yeah. And these countries now, these countries now are realizing that this will, could be a second wave of colonization if we're not careful. Yeah. And the people of the con these countries, the people are refusing that. Okay, so if you if you look at it from a from a from the people standpoint, the people are saying, uh-uh, we're not going to be colonized a second time around. We have learned our lesson, okay, and it ain't going to happen. If we're going to be colonized, we're going to we're going to be colonized by our own by another tribe, 
not by another, not by our own people, which from another tribe, but not from another country, um, another from another continent, from halfway around the world, another race. It ain't gonna happen, right? So, Africans are speaking up at the internet. I love that we have the internet. I love that we have YouTube. I love that all of these platforms are giving Africans, the people who never have access to media, a voice today that people are starting to listen to them, right? So you don't have to be famous anymore to, 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 to have a platform. You, the internet are giving them a platform and they're, they're taking advantage of it and I love it. So um, the power is in the people. Power is in the people, not the government. So if we don't, if we tell the government you got to stop this, they got to they got to do what we said, or else we'll burn this mother down, just like America. We're willing to burn it to the ground because it's not ours, and rebuild that because it wasn't built with us in mind to begin with. So if you want us we to be a part it, of it, we built it though. We built it, but it wasn't well, we, built with us in mind, even though we built it. Yeah, we built it from their instructions, with yeah. with for you know, but not with us in mind. So. Yeah, so, so do your research. The point is, do so, your own research. Don't buy into the garbage. Say. So what is your sweetener for today? What is the sweetener? The sweetener? Mm -hmm. Sweetener is, um, don't be fooled. Right, don't be fooled. Um, a lot of us are too easily fooled. I think I'm one of those individuals that have been easily fooled. Yeah, we're we're too easily fooled as as it's but easy not for anymore. Though I'm starting to wake up. Yeah, it's up. easy for 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 politicians to cast clouds up our eyes and the news to cast clouds. Don't be fooled, right? You God give you a brain, and uh, everything that's in your brain now was and and it was told to you by somebody else. It's time for you to wake up and start learning the facts and the truth. And especially to the diaspora, um, the African diaspora that is displaced, literally are displaced globally. You need to stop being fooled and, and start cleaning up your community. I know all of you is not going to be able to migrate back to Africa, although some is. But all of, you, all of us can invest in Africa. And all of us can take care of our own. And all of us can take care of our brothers and sisters. And all of us can clean up our communities. Do what the Rwandan President Paul Kagame has done. Goes out, go out there physically and clean up the community. So if you're a gang member and you're a gang leader, you, are, you have leadership. Put your gang together and go clean your damn community up. Put the guns down for once and start building rather than destroying. Start creating rather than destroying. You'll have more if you create and you'll have more if you work together with your brothers and sisters. Stop destroying. Thank you, preacher wholeness. Thank you, preacher wholeness. Yes, yes, you yes. like a preacher there, Lincoln. I do. <laughs> You're getting it out there. Just wow. the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Well, thank you, Lincoln. This was very interesting, eye-opening. Learned a lot. Um, I realized that I'm one of those individuals you talked about. I'm now learning. I'm opening up my eyes, and I'm open to learning because mm -hmm. this is all new to me. It's something that never interested me before. Mm -hmm. But uh, with the Black Lives Movement and everything that's going on this year, I'm starting to take note. I'm learning and it's of interest. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning about Africa. I'm learning about colonization, something that I knew about but never really processed and thought about it. Mm -hmm. So 
but now my eyes are open and I'm doing my research. I'm learning more about it. And I want to thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And I'd also like to uh, thank our audience for making mm -hmm. Lemonade with us today. Mm -hmm. Be good to yourself. Be grateful for all that you have because you do have a lot. Excellent. Until next time, tune in to the Lemonade Lounge and be good to yourself. Later, Nicola. Bye-bye. Bye. Good job.